Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Okay, did it? Hold on. Mine is. I see the recording. Okay. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Ann Harrison Barnes, and I'm here with Jen Lowry from the Jen Lowry Writes Podcast. Sorry about the little hiccup there for a second. We just wanted to make sure we were recording. So um, today, Jen is going to talk about her book or new book that just came out yesterday called offbeat and for those of you who have listened before you guys know jen jen and i have podcasted together um quite a number of times and for those of you who are newbies i would suggest you go back and listen to and watch the videos with jen jen if you want to introduce yourself to newbies you can that's i'm leaving that up to you that's however you want to do that and welcome to the show by the way Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me back. You know, I love you first. I'm going to say that. Um, Second, uh, my name's Jen Lowry. Um, I have two platforms. I go under Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry for my nonfiction work and for all of my fiction world. Um, I dropped all that title stuff and I'm Jen Lowry at Jen Lowry Writes. And I love writing and sharing the message of Jesus through my books and that's me okay before we get to offbeat um did you go under jennifer dr jennifer eichner lowry for your author devotional well i had to make a decision on that and my husband actually was saying you should and then i said but everybody that knows me on this author platform type thing now is jen lowry right and so i decided to stick with that one for the author devotional but when I go back to do more family devotionals or a, a devotional like Happy Renewal Year, I will go back to um, my other Everyday Mom Challenge platform for that. Right. And y'all need to, and you authors out there need to get her devotional because um, it's, I've, I'm actually on chapter, I just finished chapter four, I think it was. Ooh. And I'm telling you, those journal entries make you think. Oh, good, good. Yeah, they do. So tell me what inspired Offbeat. Let's switch gears. So I did not have any plans at all to write Offbeat. I did not even know Mary existed or this was going to be a book. I had no plans whatsoever. And on the day that I was going for my niece's ultrasound appointment, I got up early, did Bible study, was working on just some promotional things. And I was like, okay, we're going to do song of the day. And Anne, if you remember, that's when we were talking about the power of music. And right. Finding songs and we were posting them up on our social media because we wanted to share with our readers things that move us. And so I was like, you know what? It's December 23rd. It's the week of Christmas. I'm going to share one of my favorite. And I have tons. If you ask me what my favorite book is, get ready to have a long list. (laughs) My favorite song is, get ready to have a long list. (laughs) Me too. But one of my favorites is Mary, Did You Know? And I love the version from Kathy Matea. Like, it's an old. Oh, I know she did a version. Oh, 
yes. And you got to listen to it. It's like throwback country. Like, I love it so much. And oh my gosh, the one I'm thinking about is with uh, Kenny Rogers and Winona Judd. Now, I have not heard that version, but I can go listen. I love me some Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Um, so this was the Kathy Matea version, and I shared it out on my platforms, and I was listening to the song, and then just the, the name Mary just stuck with me, and I was like, okay, Lord, what are you trying to say? Is Mary my next book? Is this it? So I went straight looking at images. And I was honestly trying to distract myself, Anne, because I was thinking about Mags from A Magical Christmas Wedding. Mm -hmm. And that's one of my sweetheart little characters that I knew as soon as I was writing the book that I was going to do a Christmas spinoff with her. So I found Mags and I was so excited. And I found her picture with. Um, Bill and I was like okay I've got their cover I actually made the cover in probably five minutes and I started sharing it out sharing it to my friends shared it to my sister-in-law Romelia and I was like because she had just finished reading a magical Christmas wedding she was like yes it's perfect it's mags I can see her and so I was like okay then I kept going and scrolling through images and I found Mary and I was like, okay, so there's Mary. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it happened like that. So I kept looking at the time, and time was getting away from me, and I had to go to the ultrasound appointment. So I'm rushing then to get ready. And as I'm getting ready and putting on my makeup, the Lord gave me the song. And I'm like, okay, I'm writing this song in the, in the bathroom, putting on my makeup using the notes section on my phone. And I'm like, I already have a song for all feet. And it's my favorite song I've ever written in my whole entire life. And it's featured in the book. Yeah. I just can't wait to hear the audio now. So I was thinking that that song would be the kind of the theme song, the soundtrack for it. I had no clue that it was going to be used in the book. I thought it was going to kind of be like rolling credits, you know, like at the end of my book movie in my head. Mm -hmm. But it played a lot more than what I actually thought to begin with because it's featured in the middle of the book. And it's, a, it's like a turning point between her and Presley. So God gave me that song before the book. So that one is very special to me. That song in there is extremely special to me. So I go to the ultrasound appointment and I'm sitting there with my niece and she's having twins and my great niece is there, the big sister, and her name's Bella. And I'm going, and she loves to read, Anne. <laughs> and I'm like, Bella, I've got a new book. I'm going to start it today. And I said, here's the picture of the cover. So I started, I showed her the girl and I was like, um, if you could name the guy, what would it be? And she would say, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, come on, Bella, you can name them. And then I looked down at my niece's belly and she's gigantic with twins. And I'm like, okay, Presley and Whitley are their two babies' names. So I put them together and Presley Whitley was <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, Presley, Dr. Elvis Presley, my mama's favorite. And you'll see uh -huh. that in Graceland, in My Boyfriend's Back. You'll get to see yep. it a lot in my stuff. That's to honor my mama. And Whitley is after Keith Whitley, who was mm -hmm. my niece's mom's favorite singer. And so they, she took those two names, and they're going to be little girls with a Presley and a Whitley. And I told her, I was like, You've got them anointed. They're going to be musicians. They're going to be singers. I'm already telling you what they're going to be. <laughs> and they will live in, they will be forever characters. Uh, well, names, those yep. names forever in your book as one character. Yep. And I took Bella's name and I took Mary and put Mary Bella as the stage name for my niece. Uh -huh. And when we got up, when the door swung open and they called April back and we we're all walking back to go to the ultrasound 
the lady who was the technician that was going to work with us that day, she goes, hi, my name is Mary and I'm going to be working with you today. And and this is no joke. I started like, oh, I'm writing a book today and you're the name of the main character. <laughs> Do you know that? Did, did you say that? Did you tell her that? I said it out loud. I couldn't help it. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, April, did you hear that? And I got real excited. And the woman didn't even bat an eye. She acted like I didn't even say anything. Like it was really awkward after I said it. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, I shouldn't have said it. Because it kind of came out really excited. Then I was like, God, that's confirmation right there. Uh-huh. Mary, did you know? And so yep. then Mary was born. And so that was it. I couldn't stop it then. It's kind of funny, the question that popped into my head when she said that, and I was thinking, you would probably have asked this, Mary, did you know you were going to be in a book? <laughs> yeah, Mary, did you know that you were going to be a pop singer and have a change of heart? Like, did you know, Mary? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know I'm a pantser. I don't write nothing down. The only thing oh. I about that book was that song was going to be, in my mind, at the end of the book. But it happened in the middle of the resort. And I was like, okay, there we go. There we go. So what did you I want? Oh, I would ask you what scene it is, but I don't want to spoil it. Because I, I think I know. It, I will say that he was very excited when he found a piano. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Not That's not the scene I was thinking. You were thinking it was the other song about her dad? Um, I was thinking it was the one where they're writing a song in the bathtub. Yeah, not that one. Nope. That no. One. Nope. Nope. I love that scene. That's one of my favorite scenes in the whole entire book. I know. And, you know, speaking of that, and I'm going to tell you this, and you guys listening, you might, you might, um, y'all might, uh, identify with this, but I'm telling you, inspiration can come to me right as I'm getting in the shower. When I can't write it down. Yep. But he had a, he had a great childhood memory of writing and reading in a bathtub in his classroom. And he just, oh. he kept that childhood spirit. And it's a part of Mary that she kind of lost. You know, her teenage years were all fans and, and star and travel and hectic life. And she kind of missed out on so much, you know. And so, he, so snow angels and bathtubs with pillowcases and, and blankets, you know, those kind of things bring her back. It kind of ground her. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I, that's what I wanted. Like I wanted the characters, the supporting characters to be her, you know, to be her safe place to be. But, so what did you think? You're like the first person to read it because it came out today and yes if i'm the first person who's read it i'm telling you i was gonna ask you were you surprised just as much as just as surprised as i was when uh, you wrote that suspense part so i had no clue it was coming because you know i'm not a suspense writer you know that that's not no. my genre and so honestly when i wrote it in the back of my mind the first response like my human natural response was am i even getting this right because that's not what I watch as far as movies. This is not what I watch or, or read. Like I saw my go-to and I was like, do I even have enough experience in this to be able to write it? And then it was like, the Holy Spirit was like, it's my story, it's not yours, just get out of the way. Like, just, right. just let me write it. Just, just stop nagging and just write. And so that's what I did. And I was completely shocked. Like I had no clue that that was going to happen at all. Um, I, I didn't at first. I you didn't did. at first. At first, but then when I realized how the mother was, I had a feeling she had something. She there was something coming up. And so when when I shaped her manager, I knew. I knew the manager, like from chapter one, you know, I don't want to give a lot of spoilers here, but like from chapter one, you get a certain vibe about the manager that can raise questions. Mm -hmm. 
And so I did want to carry that thread throughout too, um, to give it a little kind of conflict and tension in there. But that's not what the real boiling over point was, even though she thought it was. But it was still, again, a pivotal moment for her to where she had to make, you know, tie up loose ends. They had to make sure, you know, everything was sealed. They had to contact, they had to do. So I really liked how that part worked too, because it kind of pushed her forward to talk to her fans in a real way. Mm -hmm. um, and I did not know anything about Josie Wells. Like when I met Josie, I fell in love with her, like from the beginning. I think she's got a story of her own too. But when I wrote it, it it made it feel like everything was complete to me. Like when you read the whole book, did you feel complete or did you want more? I wanted more because I was, there's one question that I kept wondering about, okay, so um, Mary's mother was one of, was, was one of the people involved and then this guy Mitch, but what about Riff? Was he involved in any way? That's what I was wondering. So I didn't, in my mind, I didn't see that. I saw that he, he was trying to do his own thing. Yeah, but what I, but see, my, you know me, I'm a mystery reader. I'm a yeah. mystery writer. Yeah. So I'm going to ask that question. Was he involved in any way other than to, to ruin Mary? Was he involved with, with, was he a conspirator to the crimes that her mother committed? So her mother tried to kill her. I didn't feel that when I was writing it. Um, so I would say no. I would say he was so self-absorbed in his own plan that he didn't tangle himself up in the others. Cause he thought that as long as he could stay close to her, he could still get what he wanted. Okay. But when I was reading it, I thought he had something to do with it. No. No, he was just, he was just evil. He That's just my evil. mystery writer mind though. Yeah, he was just another evil person in her life to cause her pain. Okay. Yep. I okay. didn't realize, I think that, now I cried in a magical Christmas wedding. Um, I cried at that part. I'm not going to spoil that book, but at the very end, um, at the last scene, I busted out crying when I was writing that book because I didn't know what was gonna happen in that last scene. And it surprised me so much that it broke my heart and it made me cry of happiness kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, like when, yeah, I know. I don't want to spoil it either, yeah. but yeah. But I cried there, but I did not realize how much I would cry in all feet. Like I cried more than once writing this book. And that's the, I mean, I cried when I wrote Sweet Potato um, I was very shocked, um, but there's just something about Offbeat. The themes in Offbeat are real strong to me, and I think the message is is truly Holy Spirit given. Like some of this stuff is like deep to me. Yeah, it is. And the reason I say that Josie Wales has a story to tell because she survived her cancer. She was in remission. Yeah. So now. From the reader's point of view, I want to know what happens to her. Yep. And her career. Right. Yep. And does she have trials that she faces? Yeah, that's true. So you never know. Now, what did you think of Mark? I was surprised because honestly, before um before Mary met Presley. I thought Mary and Mark were gonna get together. No. But what surprised me, what surprised me was that Mark and Lydia were the, were the item. Yeah, that surprised me too, trust me. I knew that that was um, her dad's best friend and they had been in the war together. And so he was very protective of her. And he was not right. on her side, whether he was her personal assistant or whatever. He didn't care what his job was. He didn't care what the role was. He was just there to protect her. And he made sure that her security team was on point still. And, and you know, he wanted everything to be good for Mary. And he worried about right. it. Um, 
but it was the he was more of the the fatherly role but i loved mark um that's what I was going to say. Once I found out it was Mark and Lydia that were together, then I saw where he stepped in as the father figure for Mary. Right. I felt really strong for that character. Like, I loved him. I think that out of all the characters, um, of course, Mary, I love. I love Presley. And then, and then Mark. I think those two are kind of... Um, really strong in my heart the way they were uh, showing up on the scene. I, I loved how they were with Mary. And I was at first I was kind of disappointed in Mary right at the end when they found out the truth. Yeah because to me with a character like that because so if a person has so much hurt and if a person has so much pain and so much disillusionment and, and people always out to get you. It's so hard, I think. I, I believe that that would be an authentic experience that a, a, a real person would go through. Like they yeah. would struggle with that kind of conflict and that openness. You know, can I really be open enough and take these risks? Or am I just hurting myself? Can I just run away? Can this just be over? I can't deal with this stuff. And so pushing people away, I think, is a very natural response. But it was really hard to write. Um, it was hard to read, too. And I'm like, no, Mary. <laughs> so you felt, you felt the pain in that? Yeah. I'm like, Mary, why would you do that? Presley has got your back. But it's hard. Like, you know, you're yeah. talking about five years of all of this negativity that, well yeah that's true you know that she had to face and, and everybody out for her and the people that should have been for her and so it's just really hard like it was hard for me to write the song that she would not write down on paper I cried throughout that whole thing the one that she that she wrote to God and sang to God like mm -hmm. that was hard um just there were some really hard pieces in this book but I think that you know I mean it, the story is what it is and I'm, I'm very proud of it and I'll stand behind it but it broke my heart a couple of times to to get that vulnerable like that mm -hmm. um because you know just a lot of pieces of me are in that book and it's it's tough it was a tough one but I love it so much like you said you felt like it's your favorite yeah so so I pressured Ann, everybody. I put her on the spot the other day. And I was like, Ann, which one is it? Because you've read Raptor and Lyric and A Magical Christmas Wedding. My boyfriend's back. My boyfriend's back. And you've read Offbeat. Yep. And I'm like, okay, so out of all of these, what do you, how, you were like, I can't. So I was like, it was it's hard though, Jim. It's like asking me to pick my favorite out of my books that I've done. Yeah, but I can't, like, I love all feet. So, like, when I say I love this book, like, I love this book. It's so close and so deep. It's like, <sighs> it, it's, it's just so, I could feel the spirit when I was listening to that. When I was reading that, even on the way to my niece's birthday party, and I'm glad we rescheduled this because I I didn't make it home till after three o'clock yesterday myself. So. Yeah, and I had my niece and baby shower yesterday for me. Yeah. Yeah. But you could feel it. You could feel the Holy Spirit in it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you I had me inspired, but I couldn't really do anything about it. So you were inspired to do what? To write? To work on mine? <laughs> Good. <laughs> and I read a book today that inspired me. I read Never Let Go by Jill Sanders, which inspired me. So, Yay. yeah, before we got on, I we worked chapter three. Oh, good. But yeah, I, I pressured you to tell me because it's hard. Like, it's hard for me to categorize them. It is for me, too. And so, so as a reader, you're, you're my reader. So and not only that, it kind of drew me. I don't know if other betas have read your stuff before. You know, I know I read it for the for the podcast, but I don't know if other um, betas have read it and what yep. their thoughts are. But it drew me, and I like the sweet romance. 
Um, I like to read those occasionally, but, and I know you're not really a suspense writer, but because it's a Christian romantic suspense, that extra, that, that, that suspense is what, because it kept me engaged, it kept me wanting more. Not that the others didn't, it's just it had its own, you know what I'm saying, it had its own pull that was different from any other book that I've read. So, so you think that I pulled off the suspense, my suspense research writer over here? Yeah. Ah, oh, that's good coming from you, Anne, because I know that's your genre. Yep, that is my genre. You just made me ask, you just made me wonder if Riff was involved. And I know you said he's not, but he could have been. He could have been. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think I that. I could see that. I think that that would have taken a lot more courage than what the man actually had, because that would have meant he would have had to make connections in an evil way. And I think he was too chicken to do that. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, honestly, he was just a big old chicken. <laughs> yeah, he was all, he was all, 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 uh, what do you put, not all, he was not as much of a big shot as he made out to be. Nope. And guess who's named Merv? Oh, who? My my niece's dog. Uh, you know what I thought of when you when, when you you know what I thought of when Mark we discovered. Uh huh. Merv Griffin, exactly. Well, my niece's name my niece named her dog Merv, and so since I have Presley, Whitley, and Bella in there, I might as well have put Merv in there too. <laughs> I thought she named him after Merv Griffin, honestly. But I'm telling you, Merv Griffin, one of my favorite parts now. Now, I love, love the man with two brains. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Mm -mm. But Merv Griffin plays a part in that. And um, so if I would have had to name a character, that is perfect, though. But um, yeah. Merv Griffin plays as himself in the man with two brains. But um, he actually had his own talk, his own show yeah, at one time. But he's in, he does like a little cameo uh, appearance in one of Steve Martin's movies. So Steve, I'm a big Steve Martin fan. So I want to meet Steve Martin. So if anybody out there in the world's got a connection for me, let's just go ahead and pray about it right now, Anne. <laughs> Steve Martin and Jack Hack and Adam Sandler's on my bucket list. Let's call him out. Oh my gosh. Meet you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so no. you got Gold School coming out in March. Yeah. Yes, and I love that series too. And my niece Bella is reading it tonight. Oh, good. Yeah, she's reading it. I'm waiting on, um, oh my goodness, Anne, you will not believe, I just got an email while we're sitting here. Guess, okay. what, it, guess what it is? What? I can make the announcement, like seriously, this is not planned. What? So, you have to audition for the book, for the audio. And you mm -hmm. know who I asked to read for All Feet, Abigail. Uh -huh. I've been praying about it, and I just got the Abigail has accepted All Feet. Oh, cool. Okay, you got to tell, you told me this story. You told us this story on Saturday. You got to tell the listeners how you found out that Abigail was local to you. So Abigail passed me in a hallway, and she recognized me. And I guess by going, because you stay on your Audible platform. You don't go off to do separate emails. Like, so my email has my picture on it. Like, if you email me at jenlowrywrites at gmail.com, you'll see, like, my little image there, you know. So I guess she had seen me out on social media. Maybe she had checked up on some of my author world pieces. And then she passed me in a hallway, and she lives near me. It's absolutely amazing, because there's 100,000 auditions and the Holy Spirit connected me with Abigail and it's just it's just precious I think it's just the, the greatest story ever one of them it's just such a great story to know that you know the Lord looked out for us in that way and I love her voice she did right by lyric I'm telling you she was lyric she, did. she was lyric harper up and down and she agreed that when she took lyric she knew Lyric was a series, 
so she agreed to that but now I just I don't see I know Ann you asked me yesterday was this going to be a series and I told you no I don't think so and you're like don't you never know what the Lord's going to do I know because I can see it I can see it but I know that this um, so I say what's going to happen and then the Lord's going to show me otherwise but there's another story coming it's not off beat it's off key and I've already yeah. found, I've already found my girl. Um, I've already found the image of my girl. I've already made the book cover. Um, I know that the boy is patterned after a younger Nick Jonas. And um, so I've got to find me a, a guy, but I'm not putting him on the cover. It's just going to be her by herself. But, so she's a dancer. And of course, he is a songwriter and plays the piano and all of that and guitar. Um, so he writes music. Um, and so I've got me another songwriter. And so this one is just a different story and it's going to be called Off Key. I wonder if Mary will make an appearance. You never know. Um, it's set in North Carolina again. So there's common themes like Bridges was set in South Carolina, but the rest of my books except rap during cool school but um most of my books are north carolina and um i started them kind of in raleigh and they moved off to to go to the mountains of north carolina to the resort and off beat but um i'm sure this one's going to be set in north carolina yeah. like i love it that mary oxendine's native american so she's representing the lumbee tribe again you so like with you haven't read the Hartwell Chronicles mm -hmm. yet, but Tyler Locklear, he is mm -hmm. the main in the Hartwell Chronicles. And you've met Jamie Locklear. Jamie Locklear in. Yeah. Yep. That's Tyler and Jamie are oh. cousins. And Jamie Locklear lives in Robinson County. But I called it Angel Creek. Just because right. like around there, like you've got different communities that have special names. And so Angel Creek would have fit like right in. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's a Robinson County book. And so is Mary's family's from Robinson County. And I make notice of that. Like I put my grandma's stories in there. Like my grandma um, taught me how to dance to Charleston in the middle of her living room. And so I put that in the book. That's my grandma. Um, clothes on the line, those kind of things. And um so Robinson County's still in this book, even though she's not currently living in Robinson County, but it is a North Carolina book though. Yeah. Yeah, gotta stay with it. Gotta stick with what I love. Yep. You got any more for me, Ann, on the Super Bowl evening? Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, Trying to think, what else was I gonna ask you, honestly, because we've covered everything about offbeat and you got ghoul school coming out and that's definitely them. definitely a series i've already got um eight oh, yeah. titles written down i have titles and i have covers but i don't know what's happening in those books but i do know the titles um you got any more poetry books coming you know in the works too no but I, what i want to do with the poetry is i want to write more for offbeat because I left it open about Presley's songs for her soundtrack mm -hmm. and a song that he wrote for Josie Wells. And so I'm going to be praying about that to see if the Lord will give me lyrics for her contemporary Christian album that Presley would have wrote for her. So I'm hoping that somehow recording these songs. Yeah, but I think about what, the, so I, I mentioned that today on my own podcast because I've got some big names that are now on LinkedIn with me, and it's, it would be wonderful if I could put out this, these lyrics, and one of these country artists would see it, next thing you know, they'd pick it up, but that's tough, Anne, because you would have to have connections, you'd have to have studio time. Um, you'd have to have musicians, and, and I can't write music. I write lyrics. I can hear it the way it goes in my head, but I can't play. Mm -hmm. And my son is a guitarist, and he can play anything under the sun. And when I would try to tell him how my song goes, um, 
he plays electric guitar and he's usually a rocker and it don't really fall together <laughs> it's like no mama so you need somebody country <laughs> yeah all of my music is you know even though i listen to christian music all of my music that i write it's either christian music or slow country songs like i can't seem to find any other voice in my head that works maybe it's just because you got my, that country gospel yeah it's my accent that's all it is it just keeps playing in my head and i can't get past the I can't get I country and maybe it's because that's what my parents raised me up on too is country and so maybe that's honoring my parents in a way i'm a country buff too country i'm all, well i'm like i'm eclectic um, music but, buff anyway. but that would, but I grew up know, in that's like a dream though Anne. like to be able to take the songs that I write because I write hundreds of songs I just don't share them all out but like the songs from Alfie oh my gosh remember when I, mm -hmm. love, I love that song so much and it took me a second like just right 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 didn't even stop and pause um, why don't you put together a songbook with just the lyrics just the lyrics to all feet. Like I want to make like a soundtrack to all feet. That's what I want. Um, and Cause so, you've got, got songs in other books of yours too. Yeah. That you could do that with. I got songs in the Hartwell Chronicles too, because Victoria is a songwriter. And so she carries her songbook with her wherever she goes. And she's writing songs because she's a singer, her and Tyler are in a band together. Um, right. But you've also got one in, you've got some in my boyfriend's back too. Yep. It's, it, it's going to be in every book probably I ever write as long as I live. There's probably going to mm -hmm. be some kind of reference to a song. Um, now, they don't write songs in bridges, but they listen to songs. It's all about 80s music and bridges. The whole trilogy is, a, is an 80s song on repeat. <laughs> um, like a YouTube video yeah. looping in your head. Yes, that's, that's, <laughs> me. that's me. I can't help it. But I'm like... I use that I, reference in my book, so... I would love right. to be able to do it though, Ann, but you're talking about money, woo, money and connect, money and connect. Uh, but you know what, if the Lord wants oh, that to happen, if the Lord wants it to happen, the door will open and I have no doubt I'd walk right on in through it. Mm -hmm. um, but at this point, like with the resources that I have now, the recordings aren't there, but in my head, I can hear them singing. And I love <laughs> Have you ever been writing and a song just starts playing in your head as you write? Well, that's what happens to me is that I hear the mu like I hear the music, I hear everything. And it's always instruments, which I usually write slow songs. Um, for every every song is usually a slow song. But I'll hear strings and I'll hear the piano. And the piano is my favorite instrument. And oh I love the guitar too. They're kind of equal. My sons both play piano and guitar. So uh, I have to give credit to Solomon's guitar playing too. Um, but I love acoustic, I think the best, but piano, acoustic, and I hear the strings and I, and I can't stop. And I hear the violins playing and I hear it all when I'm writing. And so I know exactly how the songs go in my head. Because um, for me, I hear the, not necessarily songs that I can write for the book, but songs that go along with it. Which is cool, too, because, you know, I do that as well, going online on YouTube and making our soundtracks. I do it on Amazon Music, and I'm going to start doing it on YouTube, too, because... Make a playlist. Make playlists. Uh -huh, for the book. For the book. Make soundtracks. Right up on Pinterest. Yep. I'm telling you. So, and I do, I need to build my Pinterest board a little bit more, um, for all, oh, I do too. And, and I've got one started, but it just kind of has a cover and the links and things like that. But I, I need to do more on it. Just like with promotions, mm -hmm. like I, I sent the newsletter out yesterday, made a book trailer. So the book trailer's out on YouTube. Um, I did that on Friday and I've did, you know, done piece by piece like that, but I, I have not heavily promoted the book but you laugh at me sometimes when I say that and say I'm still promoting because I talk about it on the podcast all the time you are you you don't realize it but you are yeah, but word of mouth is what gets it out there yeah I know I know you're right you're right but um I just I love it so much and I just want like I pray let okay I want to tell you what I pray for and I want to tell you if this is what you came away from with it okay because here's what I've been praying for 
since I wrote the book. I've been praying that, it, and I know I'm, I'm really thinking about younger populations too when I'm praying, but it can go for anybody. But I'm praying that when a reader has this experience with Mary, they'll think about the compromises that they make for their faith. And they'll think about the choices that they make in their faith. And it'll really make them dive deep into that and realize that without Jesus, what's left? And that they need, exactly. to, they need to have Jesus. And, and I'm hoping that that's what happens when people walk away. You know, will we, you know, will we compromise for the world and lose our soul? Or will we go back home to Jesus? Uh, I, I, did you get that from the book? Because that's what I've been praying for. I did. Okay. Like that was yeah, my, I did. that was my underlying prayer from like, kind of like the hum of the book, the, the, the quiet hum through each page. That's the prayer because, that I had. Because Mary knew that she was going wrong. Mary was afraid to mention the name of Jesus. And it was all because of Merv. And trying fear. to push her away. And the fear, fear too, that they planted in her that she would lose everything. And all right. she knew was music. All she had was music. She had nothing else but that life. And she couldn't see herself doing anything different. So she was at one of those crossroads that we often find ourselves facing every single day. We face one of these kinds of crossroads. It might not be as big as Mary and million dollar contracts and, and all of that, but we face crossroads every single day. And, and how are we gonna move through our life are we going to hold on to Jesus? Or are we going to hold on to the world? And I kind of have a little bit of reality to talk about with that. And I don't know why I'm echoing, but anyway. Um, sorry about that if, if you guys catch it. But anyway, um, one thing I've noticed <clears throat> in my own writing, because um, I would write, you know, my Christian mysteries and stuff like that. And, well, I want to say my... Um, the husband who I'm separated from now he kept telling me why don't you write romance why don't you write this why don't you write that that stuff sells I said no I can't not write the Christian the mysteries with the Christian element I can't I can't write like that I, I have to have that element now I did that once and failed and I knew that God wasn't in it back then but God is in my writing now and I can't not write any other way you have to honor what the Lord gives you, what your calling is, and in your genre, in your writing right. style. Like, you've got to just honor it. Right. Because I would have never thought that I would have written suspense at the end there. I, like, that was totally not what I thought. I thought this was just going to be another sweet romance, and it was just going to carry that out, and she was going to have a change of heart, you know? Like, you just had well, to I like how you did that. You left the investigation to the police. You didn't try to, you didn't try to pull that into it because... I mean, the, the suspense was there. She's running from this person, which some uh, some some um, sweet romance has that. But you left the investigation to the police. Whereas a mystery writer, I'd have thrown it in there myself, but that's just me. Well, look, that's the element of a cozy mystery, though. It has to be right. solved by the everyday person. Whereas right. the everyday person that's in a regular world situation is probably going to be more dependent upon um, police or, or security protection and those kind of things. Um, right. Another thing too, like with the, <clears throat> the age group for this book, you know, it's new age because Mary's 21 and Presley's 23. They're adults. They're, you, you can't market it YA. But I do believe that this book could go from middle grades all the way up. Right, you have to market it as new adult. Yep. So, so I know that, but I still feel like middle grades could read this book. I still feel like high school students could read this book. Like, when I, because it's still a clean romance, it's still a clean book, but it does have some deep things in it that I think young people could face. Right. Um, just the elements of the forgiveness piece, I think everybody needs to read that part because <laughs> that's the part that's hard. Like that is hard. Like that was some, that was oh, yes. some fear. That was some crying. Um, I cried few, a few times through those pieces, um, but it's needed. 
like you got to talk about it. like what better place mm-hmm. than to get all of these things out is in a book you know and i'll tell you the hardest person to forgive is yourself yes and she had to go through that she had to forgive she had and it was tough yep. um yep. but i'm glad you liked it so it is your favorite mm-hmm. oh magical christmas wedding is now number two yeah, but you know what? That that's that's number two. That's just still good though. I mean, I still like it. But uh, Offbeat took you know is my favorite. But Magical Christmas Wedding is still number two on the top on on my on my top uh, on the, at the top of the list. So now when Anne when she finishes uh, narrating Bridges, now I can't wait to hear what you think because. Oh boy! <laughs> I've already heard the first chapter or two. I don't remember how many chapters you put in um, a magical Christmas wedding, but I could tell the difference. What in bridges? Yeah, I could tell it was uh, the, the whole the setting was totally, yep. t- totally different. I can't describe. It wasn't a bad different. It was a good different, but I could I, I could feel the difference. Yep, and that one. You get your series all at once because, Anne, you don't have to finish Bridges and ask me is another one coming out because it's all three, all together. Bridges, Crossings, and Tides. So you oh, she's are, reading them all in one? Huh? No. She's no. reading them all in one audio file? No, she's doing them separate. Oh, okay. But once she's, she's almost finished Bridges, and then when she finishes Bridges, she's moving on into Crossings. So that can take her all year. She's got three, and they're big books. Like, these are my biggest Yes. Oh wow! Um, Except for sweet potato. Sweet potato is ninety-one thousand words right now. Um, that was our final edit. Was at ninety-one thousand. So that one's a pretty big book. But mm-hmm. um, and I don't know about the publishing company with audio on that one. But I, I you could request it. Oh, that's the um, that's all the um, they have to make all those deals. But I do know that um. With the ebook, would you be able to have a reader for ebook? Um, I could get it and read it on Kindle. Okay, okay. So you'll still be able to get it. Yeah. Okay. As long as you get get access to sweet potato, gotta have me some sweet. You gonna love it, and you love it. Oh, I love. Oh, yeah. I gotta have me some sweet potato. I'm now, I'll read sweet potato. Now this is the funny. I'll read sweet potato, but I don't eat sweet potatoes. Well, you're going to love this kind of sweet potato. <laughs> I, I can't, like, I, the thing about you, Anne, is, you know, you've read so many of them that we can talk through multiple books of mine. And it's like, I can't wait for you to get the next ones because now I want to know if you'll like them more than Offbeat or how will they get rearranged. And will you say, well, Bridges is too much like Twilight and I'm going to move it down, even three down before Lyric. And I'm going <laughs> to. No, no, Bridges to me wasn't like Twilight. It was it different. Will be. It will be. It'll get there. Because now I just thought about the the setting when I read the first the first chapters that you put at the end of a magical Christmas wedding. I felt like I was I felt like I was being dropped back in the nineteen fifties. Oh, at Bridges. Yes. She so she's an old soul and she is a nineteen eighties. Yeah, the music was from the fifties and from the sixties. That what in um. Bridges. The Bridges? The, the, yeah, the some of the chapter titles were songs from the sixties and seventies. Hmm. If I remember correctly. No, you're thinking of my boyfriend back. You're, oh, thinking, okay. of, you're thinking of Elvis song titles. Okay. I think that's what you're thinking of. The okay. lyric is lyric is old school. Oh yeah, lyric, lyric is definitely old school. Yeah, lyric is set in nineteen eighty five. Lyric was, I liked Lyric, don't get me wrong, but I, I really loved how Abigail portrayed Mushy. Ah, love. She did such a good job. Mushy was like, oh my gosh, I was like, oh, so cute. Yes. That's kind of like my stitch. Like you would want, you would want one. You would want a mush. Oh, yes, I would uh, want a mushy. Yeah, you would want one. Well, all right, Anne, I love you. I love you too. On. So where can people find you online if they're um looking to get yourself so um everywhere you can type in jen lowry writes and you'll find me all over the place i'm on twitter i have my jen lowry author page um at jen lowry writes on facebook 
uh, at Jen Lowry Writes on LinkedIn, Instagram, same thing, at Jen Lowry Writes, and um, pretty much stay on social media a lot. I try to balance everything and um, yeah. share what's going on with me, share the books that I'm reading during the week. I think that's real important for us to talk books together, not necessarily my own books. Um, I do love these things where we get to talk about inspirations behind the books so you guys can know kind of, um, you know, what, what the books are all about and how they matter to me and how they represent my family or parts of myself. Um, but I'm all over social media and you can email me, jenlowrywrites at gmail.com and that my podcast is jenlowrywrites. And uh, that's pretty much okay, it. Okay, so what verse do you want to leave us with before, you, before we stop recording? Oh, my favorite verse ever. So my favorite let, let, verse, made. let us right. rejoice and be glad in it because every right. day, every day we need to embrace the new day and the gift that the Lord has given us first his salvation. And I'll say that if you have not asked Jesus to come into your life, I'd ask you to reconsider and just call out his name and he can hear you and he can be there for you. And so, um, Every day, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Psalms 118.24, that's it. That's my favorite verse. Um, I'll go down repeating. Now, I have a list of verses that I love, but um, that one's mine. Right. That one's my verse. Um, would you like to close this out in prayer? I can. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Dear Heavenly Father, Excuse thank me. you, Lord, for giving us this time today to celebrate all feet, but to celebrate one another, God. As we lift you up in all that we do, thank you for the listeners. God, please continue to touch each and every one of them and build them up on their own writing goals, God. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched a thousand. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform and do subscribe to the youtube channel thanks for watching and thanks for joining us and have a blessed day bye guys love you ann love you too okay i'm done recording i got one question now that you found me on the jen lowry writes podcast i challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there i've published 11 books so far and i write clean books for all ages horror paranormal sweet romance fantasy historical fiction you name it i've got your genre search jen lowry at barnes and noble amazon kobo and more and for my bible devotionals you'll see my full name dr jennifer eichner lowry on amazon So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.